0: This episode of the Half Price Concessions Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Performance Center Racing Warehouse. They're located in Statesville, North Carolina, and they have everything you need to go late model racing. They are not just the home of the PRW chassis, but they can also help reclip your late model if you ever break off the front or break off the rear because of your own self or because somebody else puts you in the wall. The folks at Performance Center can get you took care of, and Roger Johnson is the man to see. Give them a call at 704-838-1400 or visit them online at performancecenter.com. That's P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-N-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. Performance Center Racing Warehouse, a proud partner of the Half Price Concessions Podcast. what is going on y'all episode six of the half price concession podcast with me Tyler Williams I know normally on these episodes I got somebody to talk to buddy Payne, or I'm interviewing a guest but this week it's just kind of crazy everybody's schedule is really busy I didn't have time to line up a guest and me and buddy are both pretty busy with work so I figured I'd give it a shot at just doing a solo episode just to see how it goes First and foremost, coming off a great weekend at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway up in Newton, North Carolina, uh, first and foremost, want to give a thank you to Hickory Motor Speedway and their staff and Kevin. Uh, as a Touring Series announcer, you sometimes you're not quite sure what you're going to get when you come into a facility. I've been to facilities before to come in as a Touring Series announcer. You know, none of the equipment is yours. You're dependent on what we call the house equipment—the equipment the track uses. Uh, for their weekly races specifically wireless microphones uh, the speaker system the cd players you know all that kind of stuff so you're kind of at the mercy of what the track provides because i don't have the money to acquire the equipment to kind of put it in my own hands and i've been at tracks before where i've gone in and they haven't had a wireless microphone i've been at tracks before where uh just things were kind of not up to where i'm usually working at as far as the level of equipment hickory motor speedway easily one of the best places to go in and work and also i gotta be honest even if you're whether you're a seasoned race fan and you've been to plenty of races or if you're kind of a newish race fan or if you're someone who's never seen a race i gotta tell you hickory motor speedway is a great venue for you to do it for a couple of reasons number one the racing is just good the track surface is kind of worn out it's a little bit rougher it makes for some better racing it makes for some good passing also it's a great uh, historical piece of racing that hickory motor speedway you look at all the names of the winners and the former champions and the former nascar you know big series races that were there i mean it's a it's a who's who of racing so it's really cool nostalgia The facility has not changed a whole lot since back in the day and that is a great thing it's the same kind of surface and the same kind of attitude that uh, has just been raced on for years and years and i think it's it's really awesome and for me i think it's really cool because when you go into hickory motor speedway you walk up the hill and you're basically you're on one of the higher levels you can still go up higher and sit if you want but if you go down and sit uh, a couple levels lower you can sit in lawn chairs and stuff because it's concrete uh, block seating and that's kind of what i always like i'm not a big seat cushion guy i love going to races where i can sit and i can bring my own lawn chair and i got cup holders on my lawn chair and i can kind of do as i please there so definitely recommend hickory motor speedway if you've never been to a race or if you're a longtime race fan or somewhere in between i cannot highly recommend hickory motor speedway up in newton north carolina enough and also another thing that helps it's so easy to get to it's inter, it's right off of interstate 40 you take one exit maybe drive three quarters of a mile another mile and right there near the racetrack there's you know sheets there's wendy's there's things you can go you can go get something to eat and you're not going to have to drive 20 million miles out of the way to get to it so Cannot highly recommend it enough. Hickory Motor Speedway for any kind of racing you can go watch or their tour destruction events. Definitely go and check that out. Also to piggyback on a couple of things from Hickory's, Uh, racing this weekend. Three cool things I saw. Number one, first time super late model winner, Cody Connor. Cody is a kid that I've been watching race for quite some time. I remember him back in his uh, bandolero days. He always had a tiger printed race car and a tiger printed uh, fire suit and whatnot. And I always thought, I was like, hey, you know, this guy's kind of unique. Now he's grown up. He's gotten some pro late model wins. But this weekend, in his super late model running against some really good competition. Cody was able to make a pass on Nolan Pope who Nolan did a good job in his own right. Nolan Pope led I think the most laps of anybody in the super late model race did a fine job but Cody was able to pick his spot made the pass with six laps to go and didn't look back and got the win and it was just so cool to be able to be down in victory lane and see him get that first super win because you know as an announcer I'm down there with him and I'm excited. I actually recorded some audio and sent it to PRNs at the track with Lenny Baticki. Hopefully he'll play it on his show this week. But uh, as an announcer, you go down there and, and you you've, you know the excitement because you've been trying to build the excitement up in the crowd about what's happening on the racetrack. But when I get down there, I'm a part of it, but I'm not as a part of it as the driver and the team are because they're the ones that work on their car you know, days, weeks, months, years. They're the ones that deal with the heartbreaks and the emotional setbacks that come in racing and the disappointments and trying to scrape together money to be able to even go race at at a high level, like, like it is in the super late models. So the team emotion and the driver emotion is on a whole different level than anything I can convey as an announcer. And I, I can't fake it. It's not something you can fake, but just being down there and to see, the excitement and the smile on Cody's face and for him to get out. And one thing I always try to do, I don't want to rob anything from the moment. I know some announcers they'll go interview second and third place and then they'll come back and do the winner last. I'm not of that school. I want to hear from the winner first because I want to hear that raw emotion in his or her voice when they get out of that car and they've won a race and You're not going to get that if you're sitting waiting two, three, four minutes. you got to get that good, juicy, honest, sincere, emotional moment right there in Victory Lane. And I wait. I let Cody get out of the car. He celebrates. I call his name out to the crowd, let them cheer for him. And I take a step back, and I let him get some hugs in and some congratulations from his peers. And then I go in for the interview, and that's, you know, just – and I just sit there and enjoy it. I'm listening to what the driver is saying in victory lane as he's doing his interview. But I gotta be honest, a lot of times I'm standing there and I'm smiling or I might be laughing a little bit. Just I'm one of those people when I'm, when I'm really happy, I'll just, I kind of laugh a little bit. So sometimes you'll see me do that in victory lane, especially if it's somebody who's getting a first win or if it's a very emotional win. So props to Cody Connor. Also, Props to uh, the 6.02 modified race that took place. Uh, The crate modifieds, it was probably the best race from start to finish of any of the races there Saturday night. No disrespect to any of the other classes, but I mean, they were all over each other. The top six were nose to tail pretty much the whole race. Great battle for the lead coming down the stretch. There was contact. There was bumping and banging. Nobody got dumped. It was just good, hard physical racing and when everybody got out of the cars after the race uh, they were handshaking they were laughing they were just you know you could tell they had just enjoyed the moment and that's that's fun for me too it's great to see a first-time winner like we saw in the supers with Cody but it's also good to see guys that have been around the block that have that have been at this racing game for some time and they get out and you see the enjoyment on their face because they just they enjoy this they have fun doing this it's it's that kind of moment that also keeps them coming back for more that keeps them working on the race car after work and putting in long hours and making that two and a half three hour four hour uh ride to the racetrack to go race a 30 35 lap race not really that long of an event so props to everybody that raced saturday night but special props to super late model winner cody connor southern modified winner uh John Smith, the Mayberry Bullet, one of my favorite nicknames in all of racing, especially in the modifieds, and also some props to the 602 modifieds. Put on a heck of a show. It was quite the sight to see, and I had a ton of fun uh, calling it as the announcer. I'll tell you another cool thing It started happening this weekend and this week and it spilled over into another week is the cooler weather. I don't know about y'all. Well, I do know about y'all. Y'all probably smaller than I am. I'm six foot five and uh, a bit over 300 pounds. I I, I wish I could say that number was in the twos, but we'll have to stay in the threes because I just need to be honest. But I love the cooler weather. Number one, you can always put more clothes on. I'm cold in my t-shirt, I can put a hoodie on. If I'm cold in my hoodie, I can put a jacket on. If I'm cold in my jacket, I can put some gloves on and some long underwear on. And if at that point we're still cold, then then it's too cold for me and I'm going to start complaining and wishing it was spring. But man, I love this cold weather, this cooler weather. I dig it. I love it. You know what? I just like hoodie weather. You know why? Because hoodies make big people like me look smaller because we can cover up our tummy rolls we can cover up our spare tire we can cover up well some of us got a tractor tire so you know what i don't even know why i'm putting this in the episode but i'm just gonna put it in there i am so glad for the cooler weather but you know what (laughs) one of my funniest things that comes out about this time of season uh i'm a huge star wars fan and if you watched any of the Star Wars, the original ones, the good ones before Disney tried ruining the series and has done a pretty good job of trying to doing it, is the Han Solo boots. Them boots of Han Solo wear, he always had his pants tucked into his boots, so his boots was riding up high darn near toward his knee. Well, when the cooler weather comes, these females, it turns into Han Solo boot season. They got these big old fancy looking boots that go all the way up to their knee, and I'm no fashionista. I'm no fashion expert by any means. I'm a pretty simple guy. I don't read no Vogue magazine. I don't read GQ. I, I don't wear stuff for fashion. I wear stuff because it's comfortable. So take my fashion advice with a grain of salt. But ladies, I don't know. Sometimes when there's, when there's a pack of 10 of y'all with the Han Solo boots on and you, you're drinking your pumpkin spice lattes, I mean sometimes I'm just I just gotta giggle and laugh at it because it's just it's just too easy. I'm a little more fan of the jeans on the outside of the boot, but you know what? I ain't even no fashionista, so it ain't no really reason for you to follow any of my fashion advice. I just know it's cool weather, that means it's big boy season, it's Han Solo boot season, and I love it. I can't get enough of the cooler weather. Han solo boot season and cold weather season. That's for me. You know, in all seriousness, I know I've been a little bit silly in a couple of the segments, but I want to encourage you guys to do something, and that is to reach out and help in outreach ministry. And what I mean by that is is volunteering your time and your efforts in a genuine matter toward those outreach uh, ministries. I'll give you an example. There is in Pelham, which is the town where our, our church is was started and is still meeting at the Pelham Community Center. In Pelham, there is this farm called Shady Creek Farms, and it's a it's a little farm. It's got you know, horses and you know, I think it's got some miniature horses and some donkeys and there's, there's other animals and stuff on the farm. And they do this outdoor drama every year. They had the last couple of years uh, And the outdoor drama is, it's basically a thing for like youth groups and people to come to. And through this drama, the point is to show people in a different way why they need to have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and why they need to recognize kind of the evil ways of a godless world and see how the devil is at hand and deceiving people and turning people away from God and away from salvation. And they do this outdoor drama. And our church, The River, has been involved with it for the last couple of years just because it's, it's an incredible ministry that has gotten a bunch of people saved at this outdoor drama. For those of us on the other side of it that are working it, that are characters and stuff, sometimes it feels like... A little bit much because you're outdoors and you're in the cold and you got to memorize lines and you got to dress up and it it takes time away especially the three weekends we do it it's Fridays and Saturdays where you could be going to a football game or going out or doing something more fun but I got to tell you I had a real revelation tonight about why it's important to help with this We were out at the farm, and we were practicing the final scene, which is a heaven scene. I have to play the devil in the last couple of scenes, and in the heaven scene is kind of, you know, the wagon pulls up with all the people on it, and they're in, you know, what we have is heaven, and there's angels, and there's all the people, the characters that were in the play that got saved, and um, it's a time when... After the scene, our pastor, Brother Bo Cooksey, will come up and kind of give an invitation and he'll kind of put a bow on things per se to, you know, put that question to people. You know, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, do you know where you're going to go, where you would go if you died tomorrow? And it's it's a powerful moment. And I kind of caught myself tonight because I have a small part in the scene at looking at everybody that was there and it's mostly young people that are the characters and stuff and just looking and seeing the effort that was being put toward it and it's just one scene in uh, an outdoor play that has a lot of different scenes there's there's a lot more people than was there tonight because we were just practicing one scene but just to see that the effort that we were putting being put towards or that we were putting towards was not for glorifying ourselves it was not for glorifying uh, you know a political party or a, a sports team or anything like that everything was literally just about trying to save one soul obviously we'd love to have a bunch of a bunch of souls saved but if even just one soul got saved from spending eternity in hell and instead resulted in somebody, you know, going to heaven whenever their time comes, all that effort would be worthwhile. All the time spent, all the, you know, being out in the cold, freezing our tails off and, you know, taking time away where we could be doing something more fun, it would all be worth it. And I got to be honest, I know what you're thinking because I've thought it too. It's like, you know, man, let me let me find something to do at church or at youth group or uh, at any of these things. that doesn't require as much of my time as, like, that would. I've been that Christian. I still am that Christian. I sit there today. I got off work at 5, made the 45-minute drive home had like 15 minutes which was enough time to change my shoes and just chill for a little bit before I had to head out to the farm for practice didn't get back home till like 8:30, and you know had to eat supper and I still got to take a shower and go to sleep and all that stuff and you know time away but I got reminded that the effort being put forward is for something way more important and I think as Christians, we need to remember that. Especially in outreach ministry, whether it's through your church or through a, a separate ministry or your own ministry, the effort being put forward is not for your glory. It is for God's glory. And it's easy to forget that. I think it's just its just human nature. We are sinful creatures, and it's just human nature. So whether it be being... You know, on a door-to-door committee at your church that goes out or something, you know, leading a group that goes to like a homeless shelter to feed people food or that goes to see shut-ins and stuff that can't make it to church or a ministry that does an outdoor drama like the one we're doing at Shady Creek Farms, you know, anything like that, anything that, is trying to bring people to know God and Jesus as their savior. I encourage you in any kind of way, big, small, whatever you can do, try your best and make some time to do it. Because even though it's, it stinks to put in time towards something that maybe doesn't seem as fun, in the end, it is a great reward. And you'll look back and you'll be like, man, I could have done more. I could have, you know, I had more time. I could have done stuff. And it's hard to see that at the time. It's taken me time to see it myself. But I encourage you guys just for the good of your soul to get out and get involved in a ministry, whatever it might be. It doesn't have to be in your church. It's, It's great if it is. But if it's outside of your church and doesn't pull you away from your church, awesome. Go for it. Do it. Put some time in as long as it has the number one thing, number one and that's helping people to get to know God and draw them closer to God and get to know Jesus as their personal Savior. So definitely some words of advice for you. And with that, that'll be the end of this episode of the Half Price Concessions Podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button on Spotify so that you can see. You can't see nothing. It's a podcast. You're hearing these episodes. You can hear when new episodes of the Half Price Concessions podcast comes out. All you got to do is download the free Spotify app on your smartphone. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. I know there's that updatable thingamabobber that they want you to pay for, kind of like Pandora does, but you can download Spotify for free and search half price concessions podcast and hit the follow button at the top of the screen and you'll get notified every time we put out a new episode and you can download all the old episodes and whatnot so you can keep up with what we're doing but thank you to everybody and anybody that listens to any of these episodes we sincerely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of everybody's heart that has a hand in this thanks to performance center racing warehouse for the support as always we will see you next time on the Half Price Concessions Podcast. Take care and God bless.